trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis' most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wind prices, laughing out loud, high five, easy mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, white pickle scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd 901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and themed trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from Hyattop. Mount Moriah on this big game weekend, Super Bowl Eve here on Sports 56. Coming up, we got an action-packed edition of the program. Two-hour show for you today. As always, in the 11 o'clock hour, we will talk wrestling on the radio. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler will be joining me today along with Zach Linder, a former WWE.com writer. Big name from WWE, rumored to be on the way out and we'll talk about that in the Royal Rumble and much more with Jerry the King Lawler and Zach Linder, formerly of WWE.com. That's coming up at the top of the next hour. Later on this hour, we're going to figure out what movie CJ will put on the television in the event a team in the Super Bowl goes up by 17 or more points. It has uh, been a storyline on this show for many years. And uh, we will readdress that if you're if you're confused on what's happening, you do not want to miss uh, our conversation with CJ. CJ, who is off today, but is going to call in and join us a little bit later on as we figure out what movie he will be viewing uh, during the Super Bowl, possibly if it is in fact a blowout. But we start every week talking about what happened in the past seven days in Memphis sports and what we will remember, and we talk about it with local twenty four sports reporter and anchor. Plus, the co-host of the Still Not Engaged podcast. Her name is Jessica Benson, and she joins me now. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Good morning. Good morning. Good to hear your voice again. Of course, you're off last week. We had a half-hour program last Saturday. So we kind of have two weeks to unpack here at Memphis Sports. Not too much going on here. Many basketball teams losing is really the the (laughs) storyline. The common denominator of of the month or the last month. But since we've been on the air, Mike Conley and Mark Gasol have been put on the trading block. For the and Memphis Grizzlies, they have not been the traded. The city yet. of Memphis was shook. <laughs> right at this hour, they have not been traded yet. Correct. Correct. At this hour, they have not been traded. I, I think I have just like a constant set of anxiety of when, if it's going to happen, because obviously I'll have to work and hustle and do all that stuff. But uh, yes, so since we were last on, they were put on the trading block officially, and uh, it's been kind of weird honestly because while the Grizzlies have been losing and being bad (laughs) there's been this air of is this the end of Mike and Mark in Memphis and I thought Mike actually put it really well after the Grizzlies lost to the Nuggets last Monday at home which very well could have been the last time Mark and Mike played as teammates in Memphis as Grizzlies. Um, and he just said, you know, it's, it's weird to be eulogized before you're gone. And that's really what this last couple of weeks have been. It's been everybody talking about, you know, their favorite Mike and Mark memories. And, and Mike said, fans come up and ask for one last picture and one last autograph and tell him how much he's meant to them in this city. And, and he's like, whoa, like I'm still here. <laughs> and, and for right now, he is still here. And uh, at this point in time, yesterday, there was, you know, a report that the Jazz had offered Ricky Rubio in a draft pick for Conley. Detroit's also been thrown around, and the expectation is that his trade talks will pick up this weekend. Zach Lowe reported last night that Mark Gasol, at this point, wants to get a trade uh, before the deadline. There hasn't been a ton of buzz and interest there, but he does apparently want to be traded before the deadline. And I think it makes sense at this point because my whole thing, once this got leaked, is is the question of, okay, how do you go back? Which you really can't. You know, when, when those players find out that they are being shopped around and that there is a desire to part with them, you kind of just have to go. And, and as the city has gotten more comfortable, not more comfortable over the last few weeks, but kind of had to come to terms with it, you kind of have to leave your heart that loves Mike and Mark that loves everything that they've done for this city and you have to open up and, and be aware that the, the franchise is moving in a direction that might not and most likely does not include them anymore. So we kind of sit in this weird waiting period and the Grizzlies have a game tomorrow in New York and then they do have one last home game before the trade deadline on Wednesday the 5th against the Timberwolves, but I think the expectation is that this will all happen before then. So it kind of feels like it's about to be a roller coaster that once they press the button, it's just going to shoot off and it's going to happen pretty quickly. So we'll see. It's It's been weird. And the Grizzlies game against the Nuggets, if that was their last 
home game as the Grizzlies, man, that just, woo, <laughs> it was, it was, it was not fun. I was at that game. It was only my, I think it was my second in-person Grizzlies game of this season. And it was just, it was wild because, so they were playing the Nuggets who were second place in the Western Conference, built a 25 point lead. And it was so much fun. Like, you can't really say that a ton at FedEx Forum this season, but it was fun. The Grizzlies were having a blast. Marc Gasol was just, like, straight-up balling, had 14 points in the first quarter, and then they blew a 25-point lead, which was the largest blown lead in regular season franchise history. And it just (laughs) felt so wrong and also so right (laughs) with how everything's gone lately. Uh, That's the worst. Yeah, it was... It was bad. But then afterwards in the locker room, I mean, I had this expectation of going in there and, you know, Mark's such a competitor and he's not always the most great interview after a loss just because he obviously gets upset after a loss, as any competitor would. Um, But he's in there and he's just, he's holding court to the media for like 15 minutes talking about his time in Memphis and being a kid at Lausanne coming in and not being able to speak any about any English besides I'm Mark, I like basketball. And um, it certainly felt like he was saying goodbye. And he kind of was just going on and on. And it was, it was really nice uh, to hear him talk about Memphis and to, despite the fact that they had just blown a 25 point lead. I don't know. Maybe there was some layer of shock that that actually had just happened. Um, but he just kind of, gave his piece on on why Memphis means so much to him, how Memphis has meant so much to him. And Mike was kind of the same way, just talking about, you know, their memories together and their time here. So if they do come back on Wednesday, February 5th, uh, it's going to be weird. It's like, okay, welcome back. Yeah, the the Grizzlies blowing that 25-point lead, uh, serving as a reminder to CJ that, that no lead is safe. No lead and is safe, so you can't turn on the movie. You can't you can't say, I'm going to turn the Super Bowl off after somebody <laughs> scores 17 uh, or goes up 17 points because they could be up 25 like two years ago and blow the lead. So it seems like that was, that was perfect timing for that conversation that we'll have with CJ a little bit later on. Yeah. But you're right. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. However, yeah, no. However, the Grizzlies have spun these type of situations before. I, I, you could, if, if we get past the trade deadline, which is coming up this week, it's, it's February the 7th, right? Thursday, 3 p.m. Yeah, Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And so 2 p.m. Memphis time. If they get past that, and can't, can't you see Chris Wallace coming out saying, no, 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 we never said we were putting Mike Conley and Mark Gasol on the trading block. We were putting Marshawn Conley and Marshawn Gasol on the trading block. <laughs> Mike Brooks. <laughs> Marshawn, Marshawn Connell. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, no, and that's the thing that's so weird about this. I mean, and how the Grizzlies front office has worked and, and is known to have been is, you're right. It, it feels like in a normal situation, it feels like, okay, it has to happen, and they have to move on, and we have to move on from Mike and Mark. But given the past, I think people are also like, okay, what weird way is it going to end up where – Mike and Mark are still on this team at the end of the season. And it could very well happen. I mean, we all saw, even just with what happened with Tyreek Evans last year, was just a mess. And who knows? Maybe they will be back. 
But there seems to be they're obvious, I, and I joke about it, there seems to be there's pressure now once this does leak, whether they purposely leaked it or not to the media, however you want to look at that. There is pressure now that it, obviously the team continues to lose. The players believe, both Mike and Mark, that, that their time is running out in the Grizzlies uniform. There's pressure to at least get rid of one of them and by the, by the trade deadline. And I can see both of them helping different different teams in the NBA. People keep coming up to me at, at Trivia, Bingo, and asking me what I think is going to happen. Who, I have no earthly idea. Like, we have, really don't get in this situation very often uh, with th- this this team. And to see them be put pressure on them to to trade the two, two of the biggest stars in the history of the franchise, the two leaders of this team in the locker room, on the court, the most important pieces on this team, and you're going to get backlash no matter what they trade for. Oh, absolutely. You're in a, you're in a lose-lose situation. The whole, the whole thing is it's going to be, okay, if we look back you know, two years from when it happened, was this the right time and was this the right move? But, yeah, no matter what happens, because people, this city just loves Mike and Mark. Like Even, even if you are the most rationally headed person in Memphis, and you know, you know, okay, we got to do this, this, and this in order for the franchise to be good down the road. You're still emotional about this happening just because of how much they mean. I mean, I came to Memphis two and a half years ago, and I'll always be so grateful that I got that last year of the playoff run um, with the whole core four. And then I also got, you know, the additional two seasons of Mike and Mark because it helped me understand what the Grizzlies are in Memphis because they, they are so much of what the Grizzlies are and they help the Grizzlies become what they are in Memphis. And so you just have an obvious attachment to these players and it's hard to detach from something that means so much. So yeah, you're going to be probably frustrated and angry for whatever you get in return for them or whatever you don't get in return for them too. And we're approaching but. we're approaching the the ten year anniversary of the Pau Gasol trade, which is infamous among the NBA, or at least was for a, a moment where so much backlash for the Memphis Grizzlies when they traded Pau Gasol to the Los Angeles Lakers and ended up handing the Lakers a couple of more championships, right, with Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol right. together in Los Angeles. But the immediate reaction, especially from Greg Popovich, which added of course, to help build what would become a great rivalry with the Spurs. But uh, Popovich, who said at the time, quote, what they did in Memphis is beyond comprehension. They, there should be a trade committee that can uh, scratch all trades that make no sense. I just wish I had been on a trade committee that oversees NBA trades. I'd like to elect myself to that committee. I would have voted no to the L.A. trade. That trade, of course, the Pau Gasol trade, did not look great at first. It brought the Grizzlies Mark Gasol. It was a brother-for-brother trade. Mark Gasol kind of a throw-in on that trade. Ended up being, of course, uh, the most um, accomplished Grizzlies player in the history of the franchise. Yeah. So it's, and it's one of those things, again, when, when it happened. We got to ask Popovich. Hopefully when it happens, how close is the Spurs game to – Right. There's going to be a home Spurs game on the schedule because I want to know. I want Popovich's take on the Mark Gasol trade immediately. Immediately, <laughs> we need to get his opinion on the Kristaps Porzingis potential stuff too. Right, I know what he's thinking. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. I mean, it is kind of funny because in the outer NBA bubble, I mean, this whole week has just been crazy with 
Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Chris Stapps, all the trade drama. But everyone here in Memphis is like, okay, that's great. Are Mike and Mark going to be gone? Are they going to be here or what? And so you kind of have the outside NBA working on on the big storylines. And, and all of that can provide some level of a trickle-down effect on what will happen with the Grizzlies. Um, it could also not. You know, it's one of those things where they're kind of working separately. Um, and then the other teams, other than those big big players, are trying to figure out all their stuff, too. So lots going on this week. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's... It's uh, things are changing in the in the world of sports. First, ESPN splits up Mike and Mike, and now the Grizzlies are, are splitting up Mike and Mark. I guess I I don't know I don't know what. To, well, and so, are you in the camp of? Because I'm kind of feeling at this point, like if they trade one of them, I in a personal, completely you know non attached way, but like I feel like they have to trade both of them. If it'll feel even, I think it'll feel even weirder if one of them comes back and the other is not there. Yeah, left the, this being left behind. I mean, right. The true, but there is something to be said about having the familiar faces around. I do believe lo- if you're going to lose, you want it, it, there's oh, something yeah. comforting about losing with people that you like and you and you uh, it, yeah have, feel like are part of your part of your the family and the the part of the community. So I think that's Absolutely. I think that's that's the benefit of it. But yes, it's going to be. I think if even both of them are there, it's going to be. A bizarre yeah. feeling for them. If one of them is there, it's going to be worse because they're feeling that by themselves. Mm-hmm. And you get into really the Marshawn Brooks situation of like, why wasn't I traded? Everybody knew exactly. they wanted to trade me. Why didn't anyone want me? But because uh, I think both of them could like be just I don't know what team. I couldn't tell you that right now for sure. But fit on a playoff team and really help take a team to that to the next level, take a team well, to the conference finals that wasn't them. going to the conference finals. Give them a chance to to run with a contender at this stage in their career. Hopefully they get traded to a team that is on the schedule later on this year. So that'll yes. add some excitement be- to this Grizzly season that needs it, exactly. right? Exactly. Yes, because it could it could start feeling well, it already has started feeling, but real long. It's yeah, it's going <laughs> absolutely long. We've last week was Martin Luther King, the Grizzlies losing on Martin Luther King Day, which is just sad and embarrassing. That was kind of the start of the end. And the trade deadline was what was next on the calendar for big events for the Grizzlies this year, and it is this coming Thursday. And so after that, thank goodness we get at least another week of excitement because we know Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be involved in All Star Weekend. Right, so that's thank cool. Goodness. <laughs> that gives us <laughs> that gives us one more to look forward to but and then have, after that it's kind of the, the void have you are has, has local 24 already edited together their uh, obituary type video uh package of like here we've got the clips ready to roll if the news breaks here's our b-roll of mark and mike <laughs> we uh, do <laughs> here's the mark you got the mark and mike one and a mike one and a mark one or how do you is it, we uh, have we have a mark and mike one my boss put go. one together last week. Um, I'll probably put together a Mark and Mike one. We got, I mean, we had some great video because when, since we've last been on this show, we did have that one great game where the Grizzlies actually did snap their losing streak and streamers did fall at FedEx Forum once again. And it felt like there was, in for a very brief moment of time, there was happiness uh, with the Grizzlies. And then you had Mike and Mark have this like big embrace uh, after Marcus all made a three. And then at the end you had 
Mark Gasol give Mike Connolly a giant kiss on the cheek. So we have two great video clips to use to really pull at those heartstrings. And, and um, if we're staying true to, our, to this segment and what we're supposed to be doing, which is looking back at what we remember from the past week today, the past two weeks, that was the most memorable moment from from, from the from the past two weeks. There went over the Pacers and everything that happened. Like, finally they kissed. We've been waiting so long. It's like watching that romantic comedy for about your 80-something minutes into this romantic comedy. And then finally, and finally. finally they kiss. And then the, everybody's so happy. Ten years into this romantic <laughs> comedy. <laughs> so I guess it's more like a sitcom, right? Jim and Pam, finally. Oh, yeah. It was, but it was, I mean, it was really, not, in the middle of, it, it, and it's weird because I actually forgot about it until we just got to this point in the show because it's just been such a, just like a drama fest and a sad fest. And But for that one brief moment, it was so happy. And it was great. I thought that was a wonderful moment for them to get to experience, to have together as teammates, and for the city to get to have kind of one last, just like, oh, this is why we love them so much. Aren't they great? And then I thought they were going to get to have another one when they were up 25 over the Nuggets, but alas, <laughs> they did not. Right. The, we're talking with Jessica Benson, talking about what we remember from the past week. I'm, I, I, and I asked you if you got the mostly, you know, it's known that newspapers and publications are always have those obituaries ready to go when somebody is of a certain age. And even even I'm, you know, in, right. in and television. For, us, for us with TV, the thought is, OK, well, what if, you know, we have a newscast at six o'clock sports goes on at about six twenty. If this happens at six twelve. Um, you want to be able to just drag it in and have it have ready it, to go. Yeah, have it have it ready to go. But you don't accidentally play it early. You don't want to pull a no. fox, you don't want to pull a fox and friends and, and tell everybody that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away right. when she that's, has not. She is still alive. That's what you would like to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with Jessica Benson from Local Twenty Four. Of course, follow her on Twitter at Local. 24 jessica she is here every single week anything else we'll remember how about the memphis tigers is it is yeah. anything happened with the tigers we've got uh, penny keeps making national headlines and the tigers keep winning at home but losing on the road and this time on the road it was embarrassing 95 79 lost to tulsa this week but luckily at the end of the day the conference tournament is going to be here in Memphis, Tennessee. The Tigers probably will not get that at-large bid, especially after this week's loss. But if they could maybe win the tournament at home, that's still something you can believe in if you are, are hoping to see a very successful year one for Penny. Yeah, I mean, one thing that's really going to factor in, I, I personally think, to that opportunity to have some magic at the conference tournament is they have to get that first-round bye, which the top four teams get. And if you want that first round by, you cannot lose by 16 to Tulsa on the road. That's, <laughs> that could be a loss that really comes back and bites them when we're looking at conference tournament seating as we go into March. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was great. Tigers beat UCF, the AAC preseason favorites, by 20 last Sunday. And then it was awful, and they lose by 16 to Tulsa. And then in between that, you had Penny Hardaway making waves yet again by talking about how he thought other college coaches were jealous of him, probably because of his NBA background, how he rose to college coach seemingly skipping some steps as an assistant or at a lower level school, um, and then talked about posing a problem for other schools in regards to recruiting now that wasn't necessarily the case before. And 
I mean, he's just doing what he's been doing since he was named head coach at the University of Memphis, and he just refuses to to fall into that quote unquote coach speak, the safe soundbite, the cliches, which is wonderful. I mean, as a as a reporter, it's gold, and it's all you could ask for because every time you leave a penny presser, you have some sort of good sound <laughs> that comes into it. Um, the one thing where it gets you in trouble is when you do it, and then the next day or two days later, you lose to Tulsa. Like it, And that provides jokes for the national people and uh, for probably other coaches who might be jealous. But I always kind of describe it as, as being someone who is still recently new to Memphis, newish. I mean, it feels like I've been here longer and longer all the time. But I can see from an outside perspective where Penny's comments don't play well nationally. And people think that he's kind of out of line and that he's saying things that he shouldn't be saying. But he plays perfectly in Memphis. And that's all that matters because that's his base. And he knows what gets this city excited, what gets this city to fill the seats at FedEx Forum. And it's good for recruiting, too, because he's showing that he has his team's back. He has this swagger. I mean, this guy is a millionaire multi multi-millionaire with a shoe deal and he can say whatever he wants it he doesn't, doesn't it, it doesn't affect him he doesn't care he's not he ain't gonna get fired anytime soon right and i mean yeah what are what's what's gonna happen they're gonna get rid of him no absolutely not so he can continue to say what he wants to say how he wants to say it and if it riles up the national old school basketball media then Really, so be it. He can be this kind of like new age villain poking the fire constantly. And and it keeps Memphis exciting. It keeps Memphis in media when, yeah, they're probably not going to get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament at this point in time. So how do you keep the Memphis name relevant? Well, you do things like Penny Hardaway. And, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's He's not dumb. He knows exactly the narrative that he's creating and that he's continuing to establish and it's working and as long as he's getting the recruits that he wants to get at this point that's the, that's the important thing at this point in time if he is getting the kids that he wants to get to take this program to the next level next year and the year after then he's succeeding so yeah, i'm and, all for it and they also told tulsa there's this, this classic John Calipari interview from back in his day here at the University of Memphis, where Memphis was in Conference USA and rolled through Conference USA and beat every team. But he wanted to make sure that the fans realized if they slipped up and lost that, you know, there were some teams in the conference that were pretty good. And he would, he, there was this one interview. Where he, so he called them danger games, right? And he goes and yes. lists the danger games. And like the UAB game was a danger game. He didn't list just the Tulsa game as the danger game. He said Tulsa on the road game was the danger game. So playing <laughs> Tulsa on the road was dangerous. Like home, yeah, that's not a problem. He didn't say Tulsa. But he's like Tulsa on the road. Now that one, that one was a danger game, and it, it proved this season to be correct for, for Penny and, and these Memphis Tigers. But it's it's a danger game when you go to Tulsa on the road. And now we just hope that it's not a danger game when you go to USF on the road, <laughs> as they do today, coming up at 11. Oh, all they, right. just, they have to get a road win in conference. And I, I I never say they're going to win, but it would surprise me if they do not come out with at least some 
more inspired energy straight off the tip. Get some redemption for that football team. Yes, exactly. The rivalry from the football field carrying over today. Onto the hardwood. Jessica, do you, do you mind you mind hanging out for a second? We're going to get CJ yeah. on the line because tomorrow is the big game, right? The, the Super Bowl is yeah. happening tomorrow. And every single year when it's Super Bowl time, we we put CJ's uh, – because CJ is committed to this this rule that he has when he's watching professional sports. And in football, anytime a team goes up 17 points or more, he will turn off any football game. So a few years ago, we challenged him. And said, "You're not serious, right?" And he said, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, you would you turn off the Super Bowl?" He said, "Yeah." Okay, we said, "Okay, yeah, right." Like, how and how are we going to know you turned off the Super Bowl if you really do? Because we don't believe you. He said, "I'll live tweet Frozen," and the Frozen challenge was born. And it eventually it happened after a few years uh, of CJ saying, "I'm going to turn it off," and we're going to watch Frozen. It finally happened, of course, two years ago. So now we need a new movie for CJ to watch in the event that a team tomorrow goes up seventeen or more points in the Super Bowl. We'll have that conversation uh, on the other side of the break. You are listening to Cerrito Live here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday order. Work side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five to eat mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, white paper scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd 901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and themed trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-ops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday Funday at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. I'm here with the two-time Southern Hot Wing Festival champ. What do you have to say to the people of Memphis? The first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wings in Memphis. You can call us the New Wing Order, brother. We know your championship wings, but what about the rest of the menu? We've got a dropkick and buffalo chicken taco and a vegan-friendly avocado taco and Memphis's only hot wing nachos, brother. You heard it here, folks. You can find the New Wing Order food truck or book them at newwingorder.com or follow them on social media at newwingorder. Now, 
Back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your Super Bowl weekend. Happy Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day. Shadow or no shadow, Max, what do you think happened here? You know, I don't think he saw a shadow. He did not see a shadow. He's predicting an early spring, which doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if you walk outside today. And it is over 60 degrees here. In Memphis, I'm sure it's somewhat warm maybe up there. I don't know how warm it is there, but across the country. Jessica Benson rejoins us from Local 24. Welcome back, Jessica. It's so nice outside. I didn't realize it was 60 degrees until you just said that. And now I want to go outside. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's according to my car. Now, my car is not as accurate as the forecast there on Local 24 or on News Channel 3 on your side, which I was on earlier this week, uh, the Todd Demers forecast. But the uh, it is warm out, and according to our, our favorite uh, groundhog, uh, Phil, up there, uh, no shadow. No shadow, which means early spring. I'm early grateful. Spring. You're very, I'm ready. <laughs> very grateful here. Uh, breaking news there. A, a Saturday Groundhog Day today. Big holiday. So many holidays this weekend. We got Groundhog Day, Super Bowl Sunday, call in sick work Monday. It's my birthday next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is your birthday? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, happy birthday. This is just... Uh, so so many, and that's on the so eve of the trade. The trade deadline is the next day, so there no, could be a trade signing day. Is my birthday? Yeah, you'd be you're going to be working hard on your birthday this year. I'm actually off. You're off. Yes, I have a friend coming in. All right, well, it's going to be uh... it's amazing. But so that will be the day everything happens. Just fair warning to yeah. everyone. Because it, it sounds how life works. Well, I mean, it, if it's if it's if it's signing day, it's the and it's the eve of. of of the trade deadline, yes, you are. It's uh, factoring into that. That's in, that's yeah. interesting. So sometimes your your birthday is on the Super Bowl. Yes, it has been. My, the last time my birthday was on the Super Bowl, I had salmonella poisoning. So bad memories. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, the the Super Bowl this year. Uh, the last year, of course, was Justin Timberlake performing at halftime. Oh. This year is Maroon Five. Are you more excited or less excited, Justin? <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> Less excited. But I hear they're doing the special SpongeBob SquarePants. So I'm excited for wait, that. Wait, what's the spoiler? You haven't heard? I have not heard. Something to do with SpongeBob? They're paying tribute to SpongeBob? Yeah, they're going to do Sweet Victory. Maybe. It's like on the rumor block, but it sounds like they're going to do it. Oh, wow. That is, yeah. ama- that is amazing. Which really makes up for the whole... I, well, I don't want to hate on Maroon the whole, 5. The I whole wish world. They have hits. They have songs people will recognize. If they put I on know, a good show... they're great. They're they just great. Have... I, I went to a Maroon 5 concert. They're, it's an awesome show. Is Adam it? Levine is great. Yeah, actually, it was honestly um, even better than I thought it would be. Great show. But I know people were kind of like ho-hum on, on the whole Super Bowl halftime Maroon 5 life. But the, now the, they've made up for it with SpongeBob. The, the, I mean, the Super Bowl halftime you got to have you got to have all all of the the bells and the whistles and the and the sizzle and the fireworks and all of the the show business to it. And you're confident as someone who's been to a Maroon Five concert that we're going to see that, or is this going to be yeah, a rock and, and roll show? And you'll realize like they have like a never ending stream of hits. Right. Like, just when you think there's not another song you know, they play another song you know. As far as rock bands. In 2019, 
that everybody knows songs. This is there's not many to choose from anymore. Not I not mean, there no there are no Imagine Dragons, but I think they'll do a nice job. People were disappointed because it's not the the name on the marquee should be an Atlanta act, right? You would yes, think we in Atlanta. About, I remember when right. we were talking about this this time last year. We thought Outcast was the perfect. That would have been perfect. It would have been great. There were, there, so much spinoffs you could do on that, and who knows who they would would invite. Exactly. But instead, they went with Maroon Five, which sounds like it would be appropriate if the Super Bowl was in Starkville, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the, the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, CJ may end up missing it because in the event that a team goes up 17 or more points, CJ is going to turn it off, not turn it back on. Not, of course, not watch. Uh, you can watch all the commercials online probably right now, but he will not turn the game back on. He will switch over no matter what happens in the game and watch a movie. Uh, it started as his frozen challenge for many years. He said that, that he would turn the Super Bowl off because the game is over, according to CJ, when a team goes up 17 points, even though he was proven wrong two years ago when the Atlanta Falcons blew that lead to the New England Patriots. CJ missed the very first ever and so uh, Super Bowl overtime uh, a couple of years ago because he was live tweeting Frozen. So frozen. Now, now that he's seen Frozen... We had to replace the movie, and last year we had we ended up going with Fifty Shades of Grey. This uh, now we're going to take a minute to decide whether or not this is that moment in time. Pretend like we're back in time, and we're at Blockbuster Video, browsing the aisles, trying to pick out a movie here uh, for CJ to watch. In the event a team goes up seventeen or nothing, and of course here we can't have this conversation without CJ himself. He's joining us off today. CJ Hurt with us. Good morning, CJ. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Well, how's everything going? I was just singing all the Maroon Five. I know Maroon Five songs. I know in my head, Maroon Five should absolutely do a Super Bowl. They shouldn't be doing this Super Bowl. Oh, you're serious? Oh, that's a good take. I, I yeah. agree. I think that is a good take. That is a proper take. Because Atlantis is too too rich in, in music history. There was just and, too much there. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. and I, I mean, I, I get it. The NFL doesn't want somebody to come out taking a knee or wearing a Colin Kaepernick jersey. They want it to be about the game, the Super Bowl. They don't want it to be about anything else. But at the same time, it's disrespectful to not have one of those AT aliens uh, <laughs> performing halftime. Kevin, guess what What I'm looking for right now? What, do you, what are you looking for right now? I'm looking for Fifty Shades of Grey. Nobody I know has this movie, but we're, we're picking a different movie. But we're, we're trying to make sure that this is the right movie for you this year. The, last year, Fifty Shades of Grey took that spot after a very passionate debate. Jessica Benson was on on team emoji movie. We eventually got to Fifty Shades of Grey as being the the right movie for you because we don't want you to watch a terrible movie to watch during the halftime. They're not doing yeah, it. I we're doing the Super Bowl. It. I thought. I thought you were being punished. That's why I picked the emoji. <laughs> you know what's you know what's crazy? I, I watched emoji movie. <laughs> you, what? No. You've seen it? Yeah, now? I watched, so it's out. I watched emoji movie. Yeah, emoji movie is out. I saw it. It was, was it as bad as advertised. Oh gosh, it was so bad. It was so Amazing. bad. Incredible. I'm gonna watch it again. I, uh, I now need to watch. Oh no! You why, why did you CJ? Why were you babysitting? No, it was. Uh, First of all, I don't think Emoji Movie is a movie I should be watching with the, the children. Oh, is it inappropriate? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, it's got a giant, you know, Tuesday walking around talking to people. Oh, the the the, the poo emoji? Yes. It's, like, that's kids. They sell those, like, it, in the, I would say, I was going to say the toy, the, at Toys R Us. But they but those do. Don't exist. They do. But they sell those in the toy aisles at Target. 
they do sell, you know, they sell unicorn poo emojis. I was looking for a unicorn gift for my niece and thought of very seriously about getting her one of those. But uh, Courtney told me that would not be the, the right thing to do. So I just, I didn't, I got her a regular unicorn. But yeah, I saw Emoji Movie. Um, I'm down to watch Fifty Shades of Grey, but we can we can try and figure out something else. Every, everybody, everybody poops, CJ. That's one of my favorite books, and I think so. I think poop <laughs> poop is very appropriate for, for for children. But Jessica, how disappointed are you that Emoji Movie is off the table? And how wild is it that we didn't want to punish CJ to watch it? He just watched it in his free time. He just punished himself, which is kind of sad. <laughs> So I guess anything's up for grabs now. Anything. The problem is you cannot find Fifty Shades of Grey. The reason I like Fifty Shades of Grey is a trilogy now. So if the game keeps going, like you can pop in the next one, and you should have you should have a couple of them. So if they go up seventeen nothing in the first quarter, boom, you got your entertainment for the rest of the evening. There's no like, oh, let me go check in on the game now that I finished this movie. Right. But that, that that was the issue with Frozen. Frozen ended. And then the game went to overtime, and so now I'm watching the special features, singing <laughs> along to Let It Go, and all the other Frozen songs on the DVD. Uh, <laughs> b- before we select your movie, CJ, please just, just uh, explain to the listeners why this happens, because they've got some people may still be very confused on what is going on. All right, so check this out, people. If you're confused, I'm, I'm going to break it down for you. Football is a great game, great sport, but I have a life. So... I invoke the Madden rules, and if anybody's played Madden out there, you know if you're playing against somebody and there are other people waiting to play, if it's either you play all the way through or you play till somebody gets up 17. Because once you get up 17, there's no way logically on earth you should come back and win a game at all. So I've taken the Madden rule and just applied it all the way to my football experience. So college football, if I'm watching Michigan play, and Michigan gets up 17, I turn it and I watch something else because there's always football games on, and there's always something to do that's kind of fun. So why sit there and watch bad football? Why partake in a bad product? Because everybody knows when games are blowout, that's not a good product. That's not really entertaining. So I continue to put yourself through that torture. So 17 points in football is my mark. As soon as somebody goes up or down 17, I turn it off and go do something else. And for the most part, I agree with your 17-point policy, but the Super Bowl, in my mind, should be an exception. Of course, you disagree with that, but I think you've got the halftime show. You've got the commercials. You've got the entire world watching, so you're a part of this this, this mega event uh, that it's more than just the football. Something. It's more than just the football. Yeah. Who knows? Somebody might streak across the field, and you're gonna they're watching people. Well, I guess in Fifty Shades of Grey, there's going to be a lot of nudity as well. <laughs> Yeah, I could miss a streaker. I could miss one of the most historic comebacks in sports history. I, but I'm I'm fine with you that. You did miss the, that. the risk. You did. I did. <laughs> yes. The the risk reward though, Kevin. That that's one time. One time the 17 point rule uh, failed me. That one time. And I think Tennessee a couple of years ago under Butch Jones, they were known for having leads and then blowing those leads. And so I, I missed some of those games. But again. Is bad football being played. I don't know why everybody's picking on me about my 17-point rule instead of these clowns for blowing 17-point leads. And the Falcons, they were up 23. So whatever you, whatever the points are, whatever it is. 25, uh, 23, I believe. 23. I think it was 25. Was it, 25? it was 25. Yeah. Just, just like wow. the Grizzlies last week. Were you watching that Grizzlies-Utah game and being like, oh, hey. this is bringing back some bad flashbacks? Kevin, you know, 
I, the whole point of the 17-point rule is so I don't have to watch a bad product. And the Grizzlies are a bad product <laughs> without that rule. So um, right now, no, I have not been watching all these Grizzlies games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The... Oh, uh, Jessica, we're going to start with you ladies first. I have, you've been thrown, and I know you're thrown for a loop, but we had no idea CJ's already seen the emoji movie. Uh, you're, do you, uh, do you have something that you could think of that would be a good movie? Right now, it's 50 Shades of Grey. The trilogy, by the way, uh, has, of course, all been released into movie theaters. The last one came out last February, so it should be available, CJ, easily for, for streaming or, uh, to, for red boxing purposes. 50 Shades of Grey. Then if the game is still on, you have to put in 50 Shades Darker. Then if it's still happening, 50 Shades Free. You watch the trilogy. I think that is the easy lock, but is there something we're missing here, Jessica? Do you have any other suggestions? No, I think I think that that sums it up. I see I'm now <laughs> in this like weird trapped world though where I don't know if I'm in my head want to give you a bad movie or a good movie. I think we gotta go but bad think, now, yeah. I think I keep going back to the emoji movie and it just Still feels so perfect, but you already watched it. So, um, <laughs> great. Thanks, CJ. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to see, because I'm a sucker for bad movies. I'm, I'm a sucker for the Sharknados of the world. So, oh, but like, Sharknado's I, not yeah, a bad I enjoy movie. watching it. It's not, oh, it's not called Sharknado. Just Shark a shark falling from the sky. You like yeah, Sharknado. That's, that's a horrible movie. Okay. Yeah, but it's like a, it's a fun movie to, like, hate watch. <laughs> this was a emoji movie. This, that this sounds like the emoji movie. Is this, yeah, well, Sharknado is purposely bad. The emoji movie, I don't think it was supposed to be bad. No, I think it was supposed to be good. The the I mean, at least when they they try they were trying to to put together something. Well, here's the good news about this conversation. This time next year, it can be Frozen Two because Frozen Two is coming out later on, uh, November twenty second. Of this year, Frozen 2, the highly anticipated sequel to Frozen, will be out. But they're doing another one. So easy. Why would they not do another Frozen? You don't think there should be? You didn't. You weren't left wondering like, what is next? Did you watch the scene at the end of the credits where Sam Jackson came out and talked to them? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was on the super extended deluxe edition of Frozen that I have. Um, I just. When did Frozen come out? Because it took them like 20 years to give me a second Monsters, Inc. But they're turning around and doing Frozen after, what, five, six years? Well, it's the biggest movie they've made. A non-Pixar movie that they've made and, and since, like, the Disney Renaissance. Yeah, I guess. Big, it's a, it's I a, just don't get it. We're breaking down Frozen, of course. This is the show. Like, after CJ watched Frozen, we spent uh, 20 to 30 minutes with CJ reviewing the movie live on the air. So, okay, so, so I, have, I have is, So I next week, mine. CJ could be here next week reviewing Fifty Shades of Grey and the, maybe the entire trilogy in the event a team goes up 17 nothing during tomorrow's Super Bowl. You've got a new pick. Let's see. What it could it be? Yeah, okay. So it's on Netflix. Do you have Netflix? Yeah, I do have Netflix. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, you're going to watch Catwalk, Tales from the Cat Show Circuit. I have never heard of this movie. It's a new documentary. Oh, documentary, CJ. Okay. Let me look this this one up. This uh, fun, charming documentary follows the exploits of some very feline-friendly folks as they strive to get their kitties crowned Canada's top cat. Wait, wait. <laughs> it's what? Jessica. Top cat. My word. Yeah. I actually want to watch this. I want to watch this. If you, I'm, I'm interested in this one, but I don't, this doesn't sound like your type of movie, CJ. Hey, listen, is it, 
that movie would be better than watching the Super Bowl and somebody's up 20 points. I'll do it. But you're, <laughs> the, the idea of Netflix, Jessica, I like that. That's got my brain rolling. What if CJ Live tweets? Because he's got to live tweet the movie while he's watching to yeah, prove that he's watching the better. movie. What if, he, what if he live tweets some of these Netflix Christmas movies? Netflix got into the, the, the Christmas movie game, right? They're all on board of the holiday films like Lifetime, and they do their on Hallmark too. Channel or whatever, and they've got all of those holiday movies. And there's an unlimited supply of those. So if he ends yeah. one, the game's still happening. He could just watch another uh, Netflix holiday movie. Have you watched <laughs> Netflix holiday movies before, CJ? They're all the same movie. Picture it. Young woman. Uh, career oriented, doesn't have time for a dude, focus on the wrong things, and some dude walks in from out of town, never seen him before, got a little crush, but oh no, he's here to buy something that she wants to save. He buys it. She wants to save it. There's friction. She's mad at him for buying it. They're no longer cool. He buys it and gives it to her. Now they're in love again, and they get married on Christmas Day. Spoilers! Wow. I'm sorry. I've only watched the movies one. Are. I've only watched one, and that exactly describes Is that the movie? <laughs> That's how they all are. <laughs> I saw one dude, dude owned a hotel. She was trying to save the hotel. He was trying to flip it and make some more money. They had friction. And then guess what? They made up, kissed, and got married on Christmas Day. Just like Mark, this, this Mark and Mike stuff really could turn into a Hallmark Channel movie or a Netflix holiday movie. If they traded Mark and Mike around Christmas... That would have been perfect with them kissing, and um, it's just like a Hallmark movie. Did you did you watch Christmas at Graceland yet, CJ? That was one of my no, favorite, I did not. favorite movies of I last year. I did not year. watch Christmas at Graceland. That one would be hard to find because I doubt they're re-showing it, and you could stream it. It's probably still on my DVR, but I don't want you coming over to my house during the Super Bowl. <laughs> you would have to turn the Super I love Christmas at Grayson. That would be a fun one for you to, for, for you to uh, live tweet. Uh, we've got Max here. Max, you got any suggestions? All right, CJ, you got to watch The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. You got to live tweet it. I think that would be a. I think that would probably be a very interesting one for him to live tweet. The Greatest. The that's the musical with yeah with yeah. Have you seen that? No, and that is, I'm pretty sure that's on Netflix. It keeps popping up if I'm not mistaken. This opens up a Pandora's box here because we are joining us. Not only is she our Justin Timberlake correspondent, but she's also our musicals correspondent, Jessica Benson, over there at Local 24. Oh, we could could deep dive into all the movie musicals. Is there a musical that would be perfect? Is is Greatest Showman that one? I've seen parts of it. It does not look very good. It was not my favorite of films. (laughs) But, you know, I can watch it. I, I like watching Wolverine for whatever reason, though. And, you know, well, I'm, very uh, speaking of musicals, I've never seen Grease. Grease would be interesting. Is that streaming? And you could, if you yeah. live tweeted Grease in 2019, I feel like it'd be mildly entertaining. Have you seen the High School Musical movies? No, oh, I've not also seen the High School Musical movies. You've never seen High School Musical? Oh my goodness! Yes, we're, no, we're on a roll. <laughs> wow. We got a list of movies that he needs to check out. <laughs> we're on a roll right oh, now. Well, see, CJ, don't act. Don't like you like you like kids movies though that's what was surprising you haven't seen frozen you enjoyed frozen your review was pretty positive yeah frozen is is a good good movie i don't get why they're doing number two so soon but yeah i i did enjoy frozen money it's they're leaving money on the table they're gonna make a two and a three and a four and a 
five. Every kid loves Frozen. You know when we're doing Disney trivia and you play Let It Go, how many kids jump up and start dancing? Like it's on a- tables. <laughs> on tables they jump up. Table dancing. Play kids. Frozen. Play Frozen because it's it's in the Christmas movie rotation now. And so play Frozen when the in laws come over and all of the the women and the girls in the room. Let It Go comes on and they sing with so much emphasis and it's coming from from their soul. I just don't get it. I don't. But hey, it's a good movie. This so Jessica, I think I mean we might have just found like Greece does seem like that is a movie that CJ should see that he I would it be interested yeah interested in his take on the movie. There is a sequel. Is there something? Is there something else musical wise as, as being our music musical correspondent? Uh, Honestly, I'm work. so upset that he hasn't seen High School Musical, and School I feel Musical. like you have to see it now because Zac Efron. You have to see him as Troy Bolton before you're going to see him as Ted Bundy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he is Ted Bundy. He is Ted Bundy, and I feel like you can't just see one without the other. <laughs> uh, I have Zach, not... Zach Efron. Was he in Jonas Brothers or was that somebody else? Th- that would no, be a no, Jonas no, no. brother. They have the, Zach they're the Efron Jonas. Zach Efron is not a Joe bro. <laughs> Okay, I did that to make sure. Full disclosure, I have not seen High School Musical. I do think there's there's tons of people who have not seen High School Musical. I've when watched High School Musical yeah. came out. I was I was too old. I was out of high school. Yeah, Disney. Yeah, I, that's fair. You're I was never too old for Disney. You're you can never check out Phantom of the Opera. That's a classic. Never too old. Oh, geez. I've, yeah. I've seen <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> you don't want to see that one again. So, TJ, do you think no. you, you do you think you'll see Frozen in the movie Frozen Two in the movie theaters, or you, is you going to purposely just not watch it? for the Super Bowl Frozen Challenge again down down the line? That I don't know. I don't know because, see, at the time uh, when Frozen came out, I was a single lad and had no in-laws, and now I'm a married lad, and all of them love Frozen. And uh, yeah. I'm as we speak right now, I'm sitting outside of my niece's house getting ready to go in there and pick at them. They love that type of stuff, so I may go see it with the kiddies. Uh, but if I don't, I will definitely save Frozen Two for the Super Bowl. As, as we speak, as we speak right now, you're saving money so you can take them to see it in IMAX. <laughs> oh, they wouldn't fit it in IMAX, would they? I don't know. Maybe. I'd probably three D. Probably three D. Probably three D. It's definitely it's definitely going to IMAX. I can see the snow in in three D on that one. Yeah. We've Olaf going to be in it? No, the, yeah. the Olaf had a contract dispute and they couldn't get in the movie. <laughs> Get out of here. The dear dude. The moose guy. What's his name? Dear guy. Dear dude. I miss Is that one of them? No, Kristoff is the prince. No, well, that's Hans. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Kristoff is the moose. Hans is a prince or wants to be a prince. We're trying to our best. I've always seen Frozen like one and a half times. No, Kristoff is the mountain man and his. Yeah, the guy with the reindeer. Ben. Ben. Yeah. Okay, okay, we got to we got to make a name is it dude in it. We got to make a decision where I I think there's two there's a couple of ways we can go. We can go high school musical. And 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 thanks to Max Vincent here who's who's uh, on the other side of the glass. His his contribution I really like the idea of going the musical route whether it's greatest showman or high school musical cuz that's a trilogy. You could go he's never seen Grease. I could see him do a John Travolta double feature see Grease and Saturday Night Fever. Have you seen that one? Ooh. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Have you, what do you mean, good grief? We're talking 1970s John Travolta musical. <laughs> no, that's a musical? 
I didn't know that. I thought it was just John Travolta and Ty Cole shaking and wiggling. It's a musical drama film. Okay. What about Beauty and the Beast? Oh, you know he's seen that. The new one? Have you you seen the new one, CJ? Beauty and the Beast, come on now. Yeah. That would be rewarding him. That would be rewarding him. Uh, I've seen all the Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon and the live action one. All right, let's let's get our vote. Let's get our votes in. So I think we have three contenders now because Emoji Movie's off the board. Maybe four contenders. Uh, well, five contenders. Jeez, we got we came up with too many good ideas here. Jessica, do you have your do you have your final vote? Do you want to go first? We have Catwalk, Tales for the Cat Show on Netflix, or we go Chris, Christmas movie Netflix marathon, the Grease Saturday Night Fever double feature, the High School Musical trilogy, or the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. If the Super Bowl uh, team goes up, any team goes up seventeen or more points in the Super Bowl, which film the cj have to put on after he turns the game off will not return back to watching the game because he thinks the game is over even though as recently as two years ago he was proven wrong i'm gonna be kind and go with grease saturday night fever i like i i, I like that it's a, it's a little bit different i'm and i want to know cj's re reactions here to to 50 shades of gray uh, but I, I think the grease is, and that will add to the, you know, add to CJ's uh, film knowledge. These are classic films that you kind of, you, not that you, people reference them to very often, but to, to see grease. And there are films that people are definitely familiar with, which High School Musical kind of is not. Like, so it could be, there's people who have not yeah. seen that. There's plenty of people who have not seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but that the, the tweets from CJ would be fantastic. Max, you got a pick of our final contenders Netflix Christmas movies. Catwalk Tales from the Cat Show. We might just have CJ review that one anyway. And High School Musical Trilogy, Fifty Shades of Grey Trilogy, or Grease Saturday Night Fever Double Feature. I think CJ should check out the High School Musical.